0: So we're kicking off the Nine Herds podcast there with uh, the excellent Mountain Caller who uh, we played only about, I don't know, 30 podcasts ago, uh, but they have followed up uh, their record with an EP called uh, Chronicle Prologue, which is, uh, they're calling like the conceptual prequel to their record, uh, Truth Seeker, which came out, I think possibly right at the start of the year. I don't know if it was last year or this year, but um, yeah, brilliant stuff. Like obviously epic, obviously seriously accomplished and, and sort of conceptual, so I really enjoyed this and I I didn't actually know this was out. So thanks for picking it, Pete. Mm,
1: Yeah. And it is brilliant to see see them return so quickly and then like build on that momentum, you know, which their debut, you know, with, with their debut, you know, turning so many heads. It was, I love kind of bands getting out there, you know, and putting EPs out and not just, you know, waiting a couple of years to put a full album out. You know, they've been added to the Damnation Bill as well. Obviously a lot of dropouts from that festival and particularly the American bands. So it's been kind of filled out with loads of, you know, great British bands, including Manticore. So we're both going to that, hopefully, anyway. And um, really looking forward to seeing them. You know, they've, they've got something about them and they're different from everyone else. The tools in there, you know, we know it's like progressive rock, it's post-metal. It's a surge in moments carrying the emotion. You know, that they do it so well, so early in their career, for want of a better word, that then here again, you know, the three-track EP is spot on and... This isn't music I always listened to, but I loved it straight away.
0: Yeah, I think to me, the the rise of this band seems to sort of mimic um, Pelican's rise like years ago. Like It kind of came out of nowhere and and just kind of floored a lot of people with the, the sort of vastness of their music. And I think these guys have progressed a lot faster. I, mean, I think the first Pelican record is quite basic and quite sort of um, plodding and, and doesn't really do much. I mean, it sounds amazing, but these guys have got that prog edge. Um, I know they like they're quite mastered on and bands like that as as influences and you can kind of hear that with the intricate guitar lines and things but i think yeah they've they've got something about them and the fact that they're, that they're on damnation they were actually going to be at, uh, at a tangent until that got delayed again mm. um so yeah huge rise um don't quite know how long they've been going but um certainly impressive so yeah amazing stuff um, so yeah, that song was called Beyond the Black Horizon It's off the album Chronicle Prologue And you can get that at mountaincaller.bandcamp.com So it's the Nine Hertz Podcast As ever, we've got nine amazing tracks that we found through emails Or scouring uh, the internet And uh, just taking on all the sort of uh, things that are going on uh, In the sort of metal underground and, and beyond really um, Talking of which, um, this literally is hot for the press uh, This next one, so Foxroom, uh, A band we've played before who came out with this incredible ep um what was a kind of demo uh last july yeah they followed up with this um just a four-song ep called katia and yeah we, we played it before because it was just so astounding so sort of raging and and out of control and yeah here's more of the same i mean as soon as i heard this first track i was like yeah we're playing that there's, mm-hmm. there's no way we're not yeah really cool stuff from gothenburg sweden and, and you can definitely hear the kind of swedish crusty uh, kind of sound here but yeah, they've got a, a, an identity all of their own, I think. What did you reckon to this one, Pete? Yeah, I loved it. it. You know, this
1: it's metallic hardcore, but it's it's got that sheen of dirt all over it, which you know, typical of kind of like you say there's Scandinavian music of this type. And and it's we wouldn't, you know, me and you wouldn't want this any other way. It's 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 vital, it makes you feel alive, it's you know, it's crusty, it's it's just how this music should sound, you know,
0: absolutely kind of life affirming yeah i think that's exactly why i love it because it's just so it's like a, a splash of cold water in the morning it's, it's just like it, it kind of gets the senses going so yeah love this so um the record is out uh, august 6th but uh, you can hear all the tracks at fox-room.bandcamp.com and we're going to play the first song of this this is peach fuzz god have me priest where is your god Where is your God now? Here lies a
2: great man, a great man! (laughs) All right. <laughs>
0: So this next track is uh, by a band called Wall, uh, who are kind of like a side project, I guess, uh, of uh, Desert Storm, uh, the sort of well-known band. I think they're on APF Records. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So um, they released uh, almost like a demo in January. Um, I took a listen to that, and it was was like, yeah, interesting enough. But this uh, volume two that they've, they've put out, I think they've stepped it up a bit. And, you know, we're talking Sabbath influences here. We're talking sort of a bluesy sort of base for stuff, but with a bit of flair, I think. And I, I mm-hmm. really enjoyed this. So how did you find this one, Pete?
1: Well, I kind of uh, kept track of him from after the first one. So you say it's only a, a few months old. So the following on quickly from that, I th- and I think we've got it through for review as well. They're a band, you know, born from lockdown, you know, like you say, the fr- it's two brothers who are members of uh, Desert Storm. Um, and they're also, they've got a side project. They're called The Grand Mal, who are good as well. And, Desert Storm, in particular, you know, that's a band of a prolific tourists. They've toured for, you know, always for, you know, several years now. So, you know, lockdown for kind of, you know, we've said this before said so many times over the last, you know, year or so is finding avenues, you know, to, to put that um, creative instinct. And this is, you know, this is what they've done with well, you know, two brothers who've kind of not been able to spend that time with their main band or spend the time on the road. So instead they've created this instrumental stoner jam band. And with all instrumental music, there's a I would always kind of reference Karma to Burn. You know, it, they're the kind of cornerstone of that music. And they cover a Karma to Burn song, 19, on this, which is really good. And uh, But it, the tie is closer than than just that kind of common denominator. Desert Storm have toured with uh, Karma to Burn many times. You know, whenever Karma to Burn were over in, in the UK or in Europe, they were tore together and, you know, with the passing of Will Meekham recently, which, you know, we, we've we kind of written about and, you yeah. know, kind of felt, you know, the, the effect of it and, and kind of, you know, the extremely sad news to compare this to kind which, which you know, musically as well as kind of as a, as an ode to them, I, th- I think is a compliment, you know, I think they will take that. And it, it, it is there musically, you know, it's got that s- same big riff focus, you know, instead of chorus verse, which they don't have, you've got, like and always had, you know, in the instrumental albums, he had instead of the chorus, this huge big riff. But then, in between, then this propulsion, you know, foot down throughout, which just sounded so kind of joyous. And Wall have done really well in approaching that music. So I thought that was really good. And this, you know, this is a pre-release track. The, the whole release is, is you know is worth checking out. Um, and you know, they nailed it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's um a really nice kind of tribute to Will with that cover there. And yeah, it's such a such a shame, you know. I mean, I don't know what Karma to Burn um, have decided to do. I, I presume it's uh, it's over now, but um, yeah, what a nice way to sort of sort of pay tribute. Really cool stuff. So yeah, you can get this on tape, and I think they're doing a CD version as well. You can get this at wallbandrocks.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're gonna play the only song they've released so far, which is called "The Tusk." So this next uh, record, Doom of Babylon, by a band called Watchmen, is uh, really quite impressive because it's uh, one guy. Uh, we keep playing one-person bands on the podcast without really kind of knowing until we do a little bit of research. But yeah, it's it's always amazing when you find uh, a band that sounds so accomplished and so together, and it turns out it's one person playing everything. Um, so yeah, really, really excited by this. Um, I heard this song a, a few a few days ago um, via uh, his last record, Behold the Pale Horse, but he's actually put it on this record as well. And yeah, it just reminded me of like the proto-Doom stuff that uh, I kind of got into a few years ago. Like um, bands like Electric Wizard have kind of taken, you know, the, the black sour sound and, and kind of made it sound more evil and fuzzy. But there was a real, in the 1960s and 70s, this is real kind of basic, tinny, strange, like uh, almost like a, a cult kind of Doom. Um And it was almost like uh, in hand in hand with the Hammer horror stuff. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with all that, Pete.
1: Yeah, to an extent.
0: And I know what you mean, definitely. Yeah, there's a famous song by a band called Bedemon, and it sounds like Sabbath before Sabbath was a thing. And there's there's people saying that that's possibly the first Doom song ever. And this has got like echoes of that in spades. The the way it's been recorded, like the, the sort of tinny, almost like, gravelly sort of recording gives it a sort of practice room quality without being practice room quality sort of songwriting so i thought this was brilliant and i thought yeah i've got to push this what did you reckon
1: i liked it i liked it a lot you know there is you know the electric wizard loom large definitely um but less so than other bands who do do, you know do similar things i think you know it's and I was trying to think about why why what it is that separates it then I love the somber tone of the opening and then thereafter it's kind of it's it's got a slow and searching pace. And like you say, it's it's something eerie about it and it makes it interesting and it, it's it's like dark and moody rather than say like a cheesy cod occultism that many, you know, you know, like fanatics of, well, come my fanatics, fanatics, I'll say, um, <laughs> you know, kind of fall prey to, you know, it just, it, it feels genuine and uh, just a bit, you know, a bit odd. And I like that
0: about it. Yeah. I mean, we, we get records sent like this all the time, you know, the the sort of style and, and sound definitely, and, and the aesthetic to be honest, but it takes a lot for us to sort of sit up and take interest in something like this. And uh, yeah, I think this guy's done a really amazing job. So like we say um the album's called doom of babylon you can get the cd version from swamp records or you can get a vinyl uh, it's on pre-sale at the moment from wet records but you can get the digital version if you want from watchman and we're going to play a song called bowls of wrath So this next one, uh, Pete, that you've picked, uh, a band called Witching uh, from Philadelphia, uh, like, wow. It's just stunning. Um, can't really describe the structure or the, the sort of influences, but I know that I like it a lot. It's, it's kind of it's it's really left of centre and it's really strange and the vocals are just punishing on it. I love everything about it. Where did you find it?
1: Um, it I'd listened to kind of the last album and really enjoyed it. I was a bit late to it, but once I'd Kind of heard it. I was following them, and therefore, went you know this, this is just a single release, and it came up. So, and like you, instantly, absolutely floored by it. You know, i really, am I've had this on. I've had like a mini addiction to this all week. Um, it is stunning. It, it, it just, I, I, I can hear it in my head when I'm not. Uh, when, I, when I'm That's not. Good sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like lying in bed, I've been like hearing this song. And again, I did. You know, I, I echo your sentiments. It's hard to nail down that if I was trying to kind of say something, they say, you know, there's a band it did remind me of, and I don't know whether this is just in my head, which is bloodiest, you know, and I was sending you yeah. to that band yeah. this week, which was a, and, and I don't know how big they are. They're on relapse. So that, you know, they must be well-known, but I, I never hear anyone talking about them. And they put an, a, their self-titled album out, I don't know, five years ago. And it, that was a, you know, experimental doom with, with these, it was, it was a somber experimental doom, but with these like elaborate guitar flourishes. That's the bit I think I got from this song here, you know, the, with, with the kind of comparison anyway. And then maybe adding in kind of like that personal vitriol of, say, vile creature. Uh, you know i'm stretching they sound like no one else and they sound like witching and that's the best thing about this but you know like the pulling from these bands i adore you know if, if any comparison i can make you know the best available for me then was you know we're pointing at someone which is
0: astounding yeah i mean to me it's got the darker elements of bands like funeral diner and um Kind of like this. it's almost like the the sort of scratchier end of the old screamo scene from the mid 90s sort of early 2000s but again it just sound this sounds like it's been dug up as well it sounds claustrophobic and like it's not of you know the surface it's it's really good um and I'll, I'll definitely be digging into their albums uh, I've just never heard of this band before now and I don't know quite how I've missed it um so yeah I love this so yeah like you say it's a single release called a piece of my story dies with them and you can get this which I recommend you do from witching.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. So Caligari Records are a, a label that we play a lot of and I guess with good reason really like really sort of diverse roster and it's always really well hand-picked things I think the, the person who creates this label is obviously like it's they've got their finger on the pulse and they, they listen out for a certain weird sound and it's you know, everything we've played from them has been weird and wonderful and and just really sort of out there and like this next one's no different, really. So it's from a duo that are both in a band called Longlust. And um, I think they've said it's from a quarantined manic episode, which, again, suggests that the lockdown and sort of quarantine has sort of led to uh, this claustrophobic, angry music. And yeah, this is absolutely brilliant. It sounds like someone who's had some sort of harrowing experience kind of putting their pain into a song and i know that's a kind of common thing within metal in general but yeah this is just something else um death doom they've called it but i think it's um, it sounds a bit more evil than that would uh, describe sometimes death doom can kind of uh, be a bit cod theatrics this is this is a real deal i think and the, the lyrics of reflect that as well i love the the, the recurring uh, line uh, i thought i could hear the sound of my mind burning that night amazing of yeah, yeah, I mean, just to say on
1: Caligari, just read add my bit as well is like for they think about so much stuff, which is, um, it's amazing on two accounts, I suppose. One is you know the, the dedication, the amount of time they must put into it, which is incredible, but also that you know the, the frequency of kind of murky death metal that is available to be put out around the world is, is phenomenal, so you know fantastic label and, and like you say the, the fact that even within a fairly fairly constrained genre you know boundary that, that every release seems to be have something different about it is is brilliant and Seven boy are completely you know um the same so there's something about this it's it's like it's almost there's a sparseness to it at points mm. which which actually rather than kind of uh, detracts me it, it, it almost builds the tension and and um, you know, it isn't. It's, it's slow. It's low. it's Head nodding. But you know, it's, it's it's kind of something that hides in the shadows rather than kind of a you know the, a fearsome monster that will attack you. Like say, like a brutal death metal type thing. This is, you know, this will poach you in the darkness. It's. It took me a couple of goes, and then I was, I was like, right, I get this. I've got my head in it, and that strangeness to it is is a you know is makes it weirder and kind of a, a bit more fearful and i like that about it a lot
0: yeah it's almost yeah like you say that creeping sound and there's a lot of chuggy bits in it which kind of leave a lot to the imagination And i think that's that's what's making this so well such a, an interesting proposition yeah i, I really like this and uh, yeah caligari i don't think i've done any wrong in the last few years i mean we've, we've been playing a lot of their stuff and this is why this is, this is a great example to sort of kind of hold up really. So if you want to hear this, you can go to caligarirecords.bandcamp.com. We're going to play the song Sparse Forest of Memories. So sometimes you can absolutely hear a, uh, a band's influences like as soon as you put it on, and, and I got one straight away from this. Uh, I don't know if you agree, Pete, but I, I heard the Locust in this like absolutely uh, a band called Death Goals uh, from London. I no, I didn't.
1: Although I'm, I'm not, I've only got that one album. Locust. <laughs> right. So maybe well, I, I'm not going to get into them again. I was going to say maybe I need to listen, but I'm not going <laughs> to.
0: <laughs> a ship sailed the, the, the locusts are, are an acquired taste I think these are a bit more accessible and a bit more kind of yeah it, it, I mean it's crazy it's absolutely off off the wall but yeah it's, it's got this something about it like um, they call it chaotic hardcore but I think it's got a lot of strange influences in there as well I guess early early Rod Tomasi um, mm. possibly like the band Trencher who, who were a direct influence on them as well like this seems like a sort of nod to that uh, and I love the fact that this sound... I haven't heard a band like this for a long time, so I'm really excited. Yeah, I think I've heard the name um, during the rounds, but I've not actually heard uh, anything by them. So this looks to be their fourth or fifth release um, called The Horrible and The Miserable. And uh, yeah, it's just... Yeah, like you say, it's just... Abs- like a crazy ball of energy just yeah. flying out the speakers.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I might not listen to much chaotic math or whatever it is, but... It's probably- but if, it's, if it was this good or, you know, to this level or whatever it is about this that kind of appeals, I'd, I'd probably have to change that stance. There, there was a band called Dirt Drinker from Scotland. Yes. Uh, a, a pretty unheralded. And they were the last band who kind of made me, you know, excited and, and ended up sound like this. But like you say, Rhodes, Massey Trencher, that's kind of where I I was thinking. that It's just, it's got so much energy to it. It pulsates right from the start and, and then it just goes all in. And then, you know, even, I, I, I don't know, halfway, two-thirds of the way through, it's got this huge, big riff explosion. It's got, you know, everything within it. It's like the perfect package for it. And and, and for all that, it just feels completely uplifting
0: as well. That's what I kind of feel when I listen to this. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a sort of feel-good-in-a-really-weird-way in a um, music, I guess. Um, and and I, I really want to see this band live as well. I think this mm. will just, like, kick off. Um, I can see them in a tiny basement or something just... Deafening people and you know people spilling drinks everywhere. I think that's what I'd lo- like to see if I saw this band. Looks like they've sold out of uh, one edition of uh, a tape that they've put out, uh, but you can still get bright pink version uh, on their Bandcamp. Uh, we're going to play a song amusingly called Helen Keller is teaching me how to talk to boys, and you can get this at DeathGoals.Bandcamp.com. So we first played uh, this band Non Serviam in uh, April this year, uh, when they were kind of searching around for for a deal really. And I think we've we've played a few songs since. And they're a band that it feels like a collective. It feels like a, like an art collective. And they just put, they keep pounding out these <laughs> records, and they're all amazing. I've I've heard this week they're also putting together like a dark hip hop record at some point. So I can't wait to hear that. Um, but they sent us a. This is actually the first play of one of the bonus tracks from uh, Le Corbat, uh, which um, they put out in April, but they're getting a vinyl release on Code 66 Records. Uh, it looks like it's getting a gatefold sleeve release, uh, double LP. Uh, and yeah, it's got two bonus tracks. We're playing one of them called More sure And yeah, this is, they, they've described it to me as as kind of me- a mental sounding track, which is absolutely what it is. You never really know what to expect from this band. And I think this is just another example. Um, what did you reckon to this one, Pete? It's, it's just like a winding piece of chaos really this time. Isn't it, it
1: is, yeah. I, it, and, it, you know, if you've come across them or not, this is a perfect... It's not a perfect example. It's a perfect accumulation, I think, of everything yes. they offer. You know, we know them to be eccentric and the fact that they pull from all manner. of So, you know, the tracks we've played and the two tracks we've played, I think, in the past, one's been complete electronica and one's been, you know, more metal side. And this has got, you know, it's got bits of the screeching black and hardcore, a bit of the industrial chaos doom undertones bits of you know trip-hop and electronica this showcases all of that you know pretty much all of those elements in this wild and unhinged it's almost free form like a, a downward spiraling journey into kind of like their with the dark and corners of their psyche for what that is it's it, it like so it, it's kind of it's a great summation of what this band is about in that you know we'll often say you don't know where this band's going
0: to next i don't think any band really kind of lives up to that as much as non Serviam does yeah i think that's a great summing up really i mean i can't wait to hear this hip-hop project and i can't wait to see what they do next because you know they've they've already come out with several um kind of strange releases we played a bit of the record work there's a live improvisation record uh, called volume one which suggests there's going to be a volume two or three yeah i'm just amazed at the production uh, of this band and uh, yeah it's just brilliant so if you want to hear uh, the um, full record you can go to non-servium.bandcamp.com we're going to play one of these bonus tracks this is more sure band, uh, quite mysterious I guess um, they claim to be uh, from the rising Belgian doom scene, which I'd say the Belgian doom scene or, or kind of like this kind of music has been around for a decade at least, but you know, we're not counting that they're called Echo Solar Void and uh, yeah, this this piece of, of music is kind of like, I think it's intended to be one sort of 45, 48 minute track and it's just astonishing it, it's so dense and it, it sounds like they're trying to move mountains with this kind of doom-like um, sound I mean so I guess an easy comparison here would be uh, sort of their fellow countrymen uh, Armin Ra or, or sort of like the the chuggy sort of um, expansive sound of bands like Black Shape of Nexus or something like that Pete you, you found this and I, I think it's, it's one of the most interesting captivating like longer pieces of music that we've heard in a while mm. yeah and uh, the you know
1: going straight into comparisons you know mine the ones I kind of thought of it's like that weighty, astral doom styles of um, Dark Butter Rising and Ufamama. to yes. You know, to some extent. you know, their particular denser work. And it is, it's, it's a hulking wall of noise. It's almost impenetrable at first, so at least for the first few minutes. But, you know, that kind of, the, the whole vision and their kind of unrelenting commitment to it uh, is really impressive. And once you break through, it is this all-consuming experience. Um, it's you yeah. know those those cosmic noises and effects kind of that you know that provide light in this otherwise kind of real kind of void of darkness and it, it is something to kind of it is something you, it's worth experiencing
0: yeah and I think like the whole I listened to the whole thing and I, I just wanted to listen to it again which is saying something because it's a good three quarters of an hour of, of solid kind of intensity to be honest it's like entering a black hole or something but yeah i just thought it was really like mesmeric and psychedelic and, and strange but like maintaining that kind of groove to it which which is quite a sort of feat really i'd love to hear more uh and i hope this isn't the, uh, the sort of the only thing they they end up doing but yeah really really enjoyed this so um yeah you can get this at EchoSolovoid.bandcamp.com. And we're going to play an excerpt from what they've called part two on their banquet.